NASA has announced the Lunar Lou Challenge. NASA hopes to go back to the moon in 024. They've started a crowdsourcing effort to encourage inventors to invent a turlet that will work in the gravity-challenged atmosphere of the moon. I'm going back to Uranus in about 10 minutes, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> Thank me when it happens. Mm. You think they would have figured out the toilet by now? Can you yeah. just put like a suction cup? Yeah. The Hard Rock well, Hotel they, in Vegas they struggled had to, had to, with uh, making a seal. Mm. You got to make a seal there, oh, yeah. yeah, because of the lack of gravity. Right, who well, flies right out of the yeah. toilet? What do they do up? on the uh, space station? It's tough to make a seal. I mean, wouldn't the same technology that works on the space station work on the moon? And they're working on new technology there too. Yeah, unless you got to worry about your balls going down that seal. You do. Yeah, there are some old astronauts. Oh, no, with balls, I guess with no gravity, the balls would just go right up, you know. Just they would just hang, right up. They'd hang around your, your, your taint area. No, they'd hit you in the chin. Well, your you, own balls. Well, you would hit you in the chin. You're yeah. in zero gravity. Get out of my face. But they've got the technology to send you literally to the moon. Right. But I can't figure out how I to just, get a turd. To stay down. To stay there, right. to not be floating around while you're doing it. Oh, Sean speculates. Previous. That uh, TikTok's going down because of uh, what happened in Tulsa. They want TikTok to go away because of that. What happened in Tulsa? All the, uh, you know, the K-pop. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. oh, They said yeah. they were going to the, you know, it was a million yeah, yeah. people said they were going to go to that rally. But well, he, it turns even... out a million people really didn't want to go to that rally. No. Okay, so back to the NASA turlet. Previous lunar astronauts had to use a bag system. They say the turlet needs to work in the microgravity we see on the space station, then convert to lunar gravity as well. This is NASA's Mike Enter to Bartolo. Okay, the way so we went to the moon in Apollo, it just was not tenable to, to ask an astronaut to go through the, the Apollo bag scenario. Again, there's suction involved or getting a good seal with your butt uh, <laughs> on, you know, for a going number two. So it's not just sitting on a toilet and going. There's, you know, straps and harnesses. There's straps and harnesses. Oh, to you got down do. that toilet, you got to strap in. Yeah. I love to use the word just butt. <laughs> yeah. Butt. He's like a rocket scientist. <laughs> Seal your butt. You have to put a little uh, caulk on the toilet seat. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And I'm happy to see you. Sit down and, and seal it. Seal it. Yes. <laughs> I love that he said butt. So that somebody's just going into work. That's their job every day. Yeah. Yeah, you expect, figure out what to do with these turds, man. You expect that guy to use rear end or backside. Backside, yeah. yeah, just butt. The gluteus area. Got to get a good seal on your ass. <laughs> That's tough yeah. to the day. Or pooper. Yeah. That would have been more I like scientific. Pooper, yeah. And is there like a chamber that it goes through and they just launch it into space? Turds in space? Yeah, so you can turds like watch your turds floating space. through space. Yeah, that's my understanding. It yeah. goes into a canister and then it fall and it burns up and re-entry. Right. Well, you don't want those turds to re-enter, by the way. No. Once they're <laughs> no. out, right. you don't want them re-entering. Exit Exit only. only. According to the latest report by the Illicit Cultivations Monitoring System of the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime... In Colombia, there was a 9% drop 
in the land used to grow coca crops or cocaine plants last year. But the production of cocaine increased by 1.5%. They say that they figured out how to get more cocaine out of their crops. All right. Good for <laughs> them. Better wow. farming for tomorrow. Be- exactly. Right, right. That's what it is. <laughs> See if they yield. can make a space toilet. <laughs> they're no. getting stuff done. Yeah, they're getting more from each plant now uh, there in Colombia. Yeah, so. Don't do coke anymore. So really not a good story for anymore. That's Just fine. in time, we quit doing coke years ago. They use better chemicals. <laughs> now it's better coke out there. Transformation of the coca leaf has become more professional. They've got a better quality. Getting more out of each plant now. Efficient. Yes. They're a pre-emergent herbicide. Okay. Yeah. Gets rid of the crabgrass. The broad leaves. All that. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid crabgrass. In my cocaine. A golden retriever in Tennessee is officially the oldest on record. In April, Augie celebrated her 20th birthday. They only live what? Eh, 15, 14, maybe 15. 15 is an old golden what retriever. Is he, what is the oldest dog ever? I mean, this has got to be close. I mean, Twenty they, years since they've been recording dogs. Little mm-hmm. dogs live longer. Yeah, so but he, I, I'm sure there's little, little dogs. A little that dog have might lived have lived in, in mid mid twenties, maybe thirty. Twenty plus years, maybe thirty. Augie celebrated her twentieth birthday, and according to the Gold Heart Golden Retrievers Rescue, her owners say she still enjoys playing with other family dogs and taking walks. <laughs> so that mm. is an old dog. Yeah. New tricks and whatnot. There you go. New tricks. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. This story is from 2016. An Australian sheepdog named Maggie died at 30. Wow. That's that's really old. That's going to outlive somebody. Was that Maggie the third? Yeah. Doesn't say. Just Maggie. So that's what, 210 in dog years? That's cool they'd be around that long, though, because what sucks about dogs is they die. See, but that, uh, yeah, that sucks about a lot of things, though. Yeah, I know that. Right. The seven doesn't necessarily <laughs> translate because it varies from breed to breed. Right. Uh, okay. Bigger breeds tend not to live as long. Smaller breeds live longer. Yeah, and there are some sort of breed lives like four years. There's a five-year. Oh, the uh, uh, Great like, Dane. Yeah. We were talking about that today. Right, the yeah. one that uh, I like, the Bernese yeah. Mountain Dog. Right. Seven, I think, is the average. Yeah. Yeah, we did the story the other day. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. You did five years. You wouldn't want to go on vacation, you missed half the dog's life. Now you bring them along. <laughs> I'm not doing anything for the next seven years. Gonna... I want one of those because what's the difference? Uh, it's just, I think you push the sadness out a little. For, you're, you have a dog diving too much in your house, right? Well, that's different. Yeah. You're used to it. Most of you have a dog and it lasts 15 years or 12 to 13 or 10 years and it dies. You, you want to push the sadness further away. No, you never get away. jaded about that. It sucks when your dog dies. Of course it is. It's horrible to go through that, but... What's the difference if a dog lives twelve years or seven years? Five years. You're ordering up. <laughs> yeah. You're no, ordering I, up a tragedy regardless. I Here's the difference. That, but you, you get pushing three the tragedy tragedies back. in the same time that you could get two. Yeah, yeah that's why. Yeah, that's why. Right. Minimize the tragedies. Right. Try I think to. should be the name yeah. of my next book. <laughs> <laughs> Life sucks bad enough. Two minutes solo to O'Brien. Life sucks bad enough. Let's minimize the tragedies. Exactly. <laughs> That should be next book. <laughs> That's to open the joys. Your first book, minimize right. the tragedies. Is the well, second. Well, that book. helps. They're all positive. It sounds really dark, yeah, but yeah, optimistic yeah. at the same <laughs> right, time. Right. Yeah. It is. They, there's dark. going to be tragedies. Right. Just going to try to minimize them at the same time. 
And uh, apparently it seems as though Miley Cyrus is celebrating six months sober. I saw that. Good for her. Born addiction? Yeah, what was she Mm -hmm. uh, addicted to? Uh, It doesn't say here. says she's committed to her uh, new lifestyle and goes to therapy to improve her mental health. She, she said uh, she enjoys waking up yeah. feeling like her best self 100% of the time. She it was. Does uh, feel, it does feel better waking up not nice. hung over. I don't know. Right. She was yeah, fond of the who, Molly, I think. Right. Yeah. She was that's also, reasonable. She was also a drinker, too, so I'm sure that's what she means by that. Well, you can't be fond of the Molly and not drink, can you? Yes. Don't the two go hand in hand? No. But you got to drink some water for sure. Right. Yeah, and she enjoys waking up feeling like her best self 100% of the time. No one. No, I don't care have you, if you've <laughs> never done drugs. Mm-hmm. No one wakes up feeling 100% all the time. Well, what's your old great- I don't think I've ever woken up feeling like my best self once. <laughs> not right. as an adult. Not not as no. a, a yeah. refreshed adult, no. You know, what's your favorite not line? What's the famous uh, Frank Sinatra line? Basically, he, he says that he feels people that don't, bad for people that don't drink because- when they wake up, that's the oh. best they're going to feel all day. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. And that's right. a great line, right? <laughs> I well, like that one. That's why we keep drinking and getting high. Well, one of the reasons. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever felt like my best self, let alone the morning. <laughs> well, oh, how yeah. are you going to know? <laughs> yeah. Your best self is yet to come, Nick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's a slow build. <laughs> oh. oh, I keep thinking our two minutes is up. Yeah. Harry, oh, he's fluffing now. Okay. All right. Uh, good deal. You follow her on Twitter, by the way. She's great. You want to follow somebody smart, intelligent, up to date on things? You can follow her on Twitter at Soledad O'Brien, and that's who's with us right now. Soledad, thanks for joining the program. It's my pleasure. I I got to pop in as you were calling me intelligent. I love that. Thank well, you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I love you on Twitter. Before <laughs> more, we more, more. I love you. Oh, we well, we will. We're going to throw a lot of praise on you. We've always been a big fan. We've talked to you a couple times before this, and I want to ask you this because I know that you're on this on Twitter all the time, and I love that. Why can't reporters say the word lie? It's really not hard. Just form your mouth. Lie. You know, but it's what it actually has gotten so silly. The other day, I was doing an interview. And uh, we were talking about Governor Pence uh, telling um, other governors that the numbers, in fact, for coronavirus weren't going up when right. they are in 22 states. The numbers are, I mean, it, that's just a fact, right? There's just data. There's a fact. And I was talking to a gentleman, and he's like, will you say that he was lying? And instead, couldn't you frame it as, and, and he had so many words. And in the middle of his sentence, I'm like, listen to yourself. Listen to the contortions you're going through. Right. To try to explain this, it, 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 if your child comes home and the curfew's at midnight and they come home at 1 and you say, when did you come home? And they say, I came home at midnight. You say, that is a lie. It's just a lie. People people know a lie. And you, and call, so and you call out, and besides calling out the liar when you're on Twitter and you say that, you, what you mainly call out are the reporters and you, you hammer CNN a lot and, and these are just reporters that, it, it, uh, when you worked at CNN, when you worked at other places, did everybody, everybody tell you you can't use the word lie? Because it, just, it does drive me no, crazy. No, yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, a- I don't understand it. I really don't. And, and listen, I mean, I understand people talk a lot about, well, what's the what's the motive, right? Like, are you assigning a motive to something? And, yes, I I, I, I do. Listen, if, if 
if you ask me, Solida, did you have chocolate for breakfast this morning? And I say, no, I am just lying to you. Yes, I did. That is just a lie. And I, I think it's a problem because it doesn't serve your audience. And I think people have gotten so trapped in these almost gymnastics of how to handle uh, a president who just lies a lot. I mean, you know, they'll talk it, call it fabrications or, or uh, verifiably untrue. Or, yeah, know, yeah. Un- untru- untruths. Untruths is a good one. Right. Untruths. Who is doing it right? Verifiable untruth. Yeah. <laughs> who, is, who is doing Lies. good journalism and still managing to maintain an audience? Because I realize you gotta, you know, you gotta have the clicks, you gotta have the circulation, you gotta get the ratings in order to stay on the air. But you can also do that and balance that with good reporting. Who's doing it right? You really can. You know what? I gotta tell you, and and I I, I rarely brag on myself, so I'm gonna take a moment to do it. Uh, we do a show called Matter of Fact, and the doc we're doing is as a matter of fact special in prime time. But Matter of Fact airs on Sunday mornings in most markets. Uh, sometimes Saturday nights, and we look at policy. Like, I just can't stand the idea of two people yelling at each other as if everything has a side. Some things are just facts, and people, I think journalists, should just elevate facts and not elevate things that are untrue. I don't think that's, I don't think that's brain surgery. I don't think that's particularly complicated. Some things are complex, and they need to be walked through, but very rarely do you get to complexity by having a person on this side shouting at a person on this side. It just doesn't help. And also, many issues are not about this versus this. You wouldn't know it by looking at cable news. But actually, if you're looking at, I mean, we did an, an interview with a woman, a great woman, who's you know trying to figure out how to pay for her daughter's insulin. Her daughter's a diabetic. And, you know, she has a job. She's 27. She works for a nonprofit. You know, and so she can't afford to pay for her own insulin. Like, this is a, 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 an American problem. I have no idea what that lady's politics were. It's utterly irrelevant. Right. We cannot have people who are in their 60s dipping into their savings to pay for insulin for their children. That's insane. And that's just a policy problem that we can talk about without having two sides scream at each other and not come to a resolution that, yes, this is problematic. How do we solve it? So that's really what I, I find annoying. The documentary on coronavirus is happening uh, this weekend, uh, like you said, the most station in, our, in Omaha. It's at uh, KETV Channel 7 here in Omaha and also uh, uh, different markets that we're on. Uh, just check it. It's the Hearst stations. You can find them anywhere. Yeah, tonight. Sorry. I think it's going to air tonight. Oh, it's tonight. I'm sorry. It's tonight. It's okay. it Wednesday, June 24th. Right. That would be tonight. I thought that's the day we're talking yeah. to you, but obviously it is the same thing. Okay, it is tonight. Well, every right. day is the same day in, as we're living at home, right? <laughs> is it Wednesday, June 24th? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No well, we've, we've actually been coming in the studio since March. The rest of our days are uh, pretty much uh, Groundhog Day, but right. you know, while we're here, so we don't have to worry about uh, putting the right books behind us as we're doing our uh, Zoom stuff. <laughs> Did you put a lot of thought into assembling your uh, home studio? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Uh, I I didn't. I, I'm, I'm working in my bedroom because we had I have four kids, right? So each kid had to claim a spot to do their online classes because they all came home from school. Yeah. So one daughter claimed the dining room, one daughter, you know, and everyone all over the house. I, I got to the bedroom and uh, and yes, putting the books behind you and also having someone say like, I don't think that pillow was there the last time or you know, <laughs> you know why is your why is your, is that laundry? Is that a laundry basket I see you know behind you in that spot? Hey we love you. it we love you on but I've been very fortunate. We love you on real sports, by the way. I think it's uh, first of all, the show is excellent. Oh, all the show has always been excellent. Yeah. But, uh, how how'd you get that job? Did they come to you, or the, did you did you chase that? Yeah, they did. When I left CNN, no, no. You oh. know, when I left CNN, um, I, I sports was never my 
sort of venue. So yeah. I, you know, I like sports. I played some sports in college and in high school. But no, I, I didn't because, first of all, I think the quality of that show is insane. It is the best show. It is yes. it's phenomenal. In, uh, the writing is spectacular. The shooting is spectacular. The story selection is spectacular. Like, it's amazing. And so they came to me, and I was like, I, you know, I, I love what you do, but if you're looking for someone who's really knowledgeable about sports, I'm not that person. I mean, I could tell you a lot. By then, I had kids who were, like, playing field hockey badly in middle school. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure that qualifies me as an expert. And, uh, and they, you know, but, but I think what they do really well is, you know, sports is the prism. And it's not about sports, which everybody knows. It's right. really about human beings using sports as the prism. And I just love it. We were actually shooting, um, you know, right, you know, I have a piece that we're working on, but we've had to kind of shut it down while we were in the middle of this um, pandemic. But I'll get back out to Oklahoma to finish up that piece. Hey, you, uh, we, I mentioned you on Twitter and you have over a million followers and you do a lot of, and like you said, you call people out when they don't say the word lie and some other things about bad reporting. Do any uh, colleagues that you've known or know who you are personally get a hold of you and yell at you for calling them out? Yeah, have you had to smack some friends around? Um, you know, first of all, I, I feel like, so I'm 53, I'll be 54 this year, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like at that age, you have four friends, right? I have a best friend, and right. then I have three other friends, and I'm right. good. I, yeah. You know, so... So I have lots of colleagues, but I, I don't. I never had like fifty colleagues who were my friends, and not because we were competitors. I yeah. liked their work, or sometimes I didn't like their work. But I do feel like, and I feel the same way for my work. If someone's going to challenge me, I'm okay with that. I, I, you're on a platform, and you're you're creating content and putting it out there. And part of the job, and part of the responsibility of the job, is that you know you are responsible for it. People get to weigh in and say, "I think this is bad." And by the way, I've done projects where people have said. Oh my gosh, we did our Black in America doc for CNN. Right. You know, for a lot of people, they loved it, and a lot of people did not love it. And they, you know, and I tried to listen to what they were saying. Some I thought of the criticism I thought was wrong, but some of the criticism was right. And I would tell people, like, yeah, you know, looking at, at what, as how you frame it, you're absolutely right. If I could do it again, I would, I would take your advice on that. And see, see, we don't, we don't take criticism well. So we're, I uh, wish we, we, wish we did better, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Soledad, we love, your, we, we love your work. You can follow Soledad on Twitter at uh, Soledad O'Brien, and she's listed as Boss Lady on your Twitter account. By the way, you're the Boss Lady. All right. Yeah. The uh, coronavirus uh, documentary on her station. That's tonight. Outbreak, the first response, and then you can see her uh, uh, her show. Were you any good at field hockey? Were you a good field hockey player? No, I was. A, I'm a field hockey mom. And oh, I still okay. Have no oh, idea okay. the rules. My husband and I would look at each other and be like, "So they, you know, because they jump over the ball. Like field hockey is the craziest game." And so all of a sudden, that somebody else, the next other team would get the ball. You're like. Could someone explain why that happened? The entire sideline was filled with parents who had no clue about the rules. None. <laughs> Is it like soccer where everybody just gravitates to the ball and hangs around there and nobody really gets in position? Yeah, yes, I, yeah. but you can't touch the ball with your foot. You have to jump over it sometimes yeah. so you don't actually hit the ball. Like, that never happens in soccer. Soccer is a very straightforward game. You get the ball, you aim for the goal. Field hockey is just crazy. Thank you, Soledad. Appreciate it. Good luck. Talk soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, bye now. Matter of fact, yeah, field hockey was huge back east, so I know I know how it's played. It's all the girls played field hockey in high school back east. That's what she's probably from back there too. Yeah, it's just it's basically hockey, except you can't use your foot, right? And you wear uh, I used to wear skirts. Yeah, and uh, no, no skates. Uh, no, 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 they run. That's why it's called field hockey on a field. <laughs> <laughs>
Soledad O'Brien at specials tonight on all the Hearst stations in the yeah. area, right? Outbreak, the first response about the coronavirus, and then she has the uh, syndicated show, Matter of Fact, that airs on Sunday mornings or Saturday nights. I like the fact that she all over the country. she's a certain age, and she doesn't really care what people think. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I've got my friends, yeah, I'm good. I, I, got, I got this guy, this guy, and this guy, and, and uh, I got a family, and then screw the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that about her. We can relate. You're listening to the Todd and Tyler Radio Empire. Hey, it's Todd and Tyler. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Please take a second to tell us how much you like the podcast. And don't forget to comment. Thanks again. On to the next podcast episode.